hands are blonde Take your pick on this island Love will swim in this ocean In utopia This is our type on paper He's just like my type on paper Sarah, I lied to you <laughs> Well, what's new? <laughs> <laughs> But you know how, like, two seconds ago I told you I was finding my headphones? Yeah. I wasn't, Sarah. I was eating a Domino's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew Lloyd would bark in the middle of recording if I was still eating. <laughs> Why didn't you just say that? I would have respected you so much more. <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't slow down the podcast. And then I was like, either way, I'm slowing down the podcast. Also, we no. hadn't started yet. I know, but I left in the middle of last week, so like... Yeah, that is true. I felt I had to lie for the sake of professionalism. All right. I haven't lied in a while, though. That was like a... That was good. Was that a lie? No, that was true. <laughs> it was a good run while it lasted. I mean, I don't know if I can trust you now. No, I used to have just compulsive liar issues i think that's a sign of imagination though like i i was a compulsive liar when i was really little mm -hmm. and i think it's because i just liked making up stories yeah i did you do that at like camp and everything no not camp okay like school <laughs> i got into trouble <laughs> like there were there were a couple ones that i remember um one of them i uh pretended that i couldn't speak and then i like lost my voice and my two friends like <laughs> panicked and like ran and told the teacher and then i like kept it up as long as I could and then she was looking at me and she was like speak I know you can <laughs> the beginning of Shrek when we're introduced to donkey <laughs> right and then my other friend told me once she was like do you remember when you told me that you had a room in your house filled with like rare gemstones and like amethysts and I was like no <laughs> I have no recollection but I do believe you I believe that I said that I also did convince my best friend that I had an invisible horse in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> so you were good at storytelling from a young age. But like, what was the point? Like, why did I choose the things I chose? <laughs> <laughs> I remember like, we had this camp that we went to. It was like a dad-daughter camp. And it was like, just a lot. But also it was like, the girls, I don't know why no dad came with us, but the girls, we all like went on a hike through the woods and like, I was like, oh, this is kind of boring. So I just kind of like, um, pointed at this statue that was there. I have no idea who it was. Probably someone terrible if it's like in the middle of <laughs> Ohio woods. But I was just like, that is so weird, you guys. And they were like, what? And I was like, the statue says like 1931. Metal wasn't invented until 1976. <laughs> and then, and like, we were all so little that they're like, really? And then fucking Terry comes up out of nowhere. And he was just like, oh, hey, girls. And then they're like, well, look at this statue. How did it get here? I feel like metal wasn't invented until 1976. And he just goes, oh, no, guys, metal's been around for a long time. And I was like, dad. Taurus. <laughs> Oh, no, girls, don't worry about it. <laughs> That's just metal. <laughs> so, yeah. Glad to know we're on the same page, and this is how we got here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we bonded over a lot over these last few months of recording <laughs> that our viewers have been lucky enough to witness. 
I, I want to talk about it. <laughs> Just do it. I was, I was, I thought you were transitioning. <laughs> I was transitioning. Okay. <laughs> I was trying. My anger took over. You tell it. <laughs> okay. So two nights ago or like a couple nights ago? I, time. How long ago was I that? don't know. I have no idea. I thought it was like April. It's June. Um, <laughs> but, um, boy, happy pride. Um, <laughs> and, um, okay. So Sarah, like texted me a review and she's like we have 10 reviews and she was like and look at this one uh she says like we're really funny oh what was it really funny they're really funny and entertaining (laughs) really funny and entertaining and i said put that on my tombstone (laughs) yeah and then like by the (laughs) i woke up to this i read this in my sleep (laughs) and i like woke up and she's like you didn't respond to my breakdown (laughs) and i looked back at it and it was like the the review disappeared and i was like Maybe that's just Sarah being, like, pressing a bunch of buttons and, like, making herself nervous. So I, like... It is retrograde, so technology (laughs) could be lacking. So I went to the reviews, and uh, there was nine. There weren't... There wasn't that tenth. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And we didn't know you could delete a review. (laughs) And uh, we were, like, trying to give the benefit of the doubt. And then I got a text from Sarah last night. Do you want to take it from here? So (laughs) opinions have changed. (laughs) I have this compulsive thing, which, like, Catherine and I do not care what other people think of us. But I do love a good analytic. And so (laughs) I love to check the reviews just to, like, see what's up, see if anyone said anything. So I refreshed and we had 10 reviews again, but <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> so when the, uh, when the person had, had sent that 10th review, we had 10 five-star reviews <laughs> and then it was deleted and we had nine five-star reviews. Now we had 10 reviews again, but it was nine five-star reviews and one three-star review. And I was like, okay, well, at least we have a 10th review again. <laughs> and I look and it's the same person. <laughs> And I want to, I want, I want to read this verbatim. (laughs) So the first review said, all I've seen is season three and it's the best. So I'm glad I found a pod that actually watches the old seasons. They're really funny and entertaining. And then this one says, decent podcast, but I wish they'd talk more about the actual episode, not about their own lives. (laughs) And the subject is, please talk more about the episode. (laughs) And I think what this beloved viewer has failed to realize about Catherine and I is that we are narcissists. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, we can't change that. We made it very clear at the beginning of this recording that we are Elliot and Portia and there's no turning back from that. We can't rewind that. (laughs) Also, we say everything we have to say about the episodes. What else do you want us to talk about? (laughs) I get like annoyed by how much detail we put into the episodes yeah I started putting in less detail because I realized I was just filling silence yeah you were it's a complex (laughs) I noticed that too that was my review (laughs) so where do we go from here I don't know because it's also like in my experience we do talk about ourselves quite a bit like that's not gonna change of course we do that is not being argued like totally valid review <laughs> but also it's like, like not even a review you're just yeah. stating facts <laughs> you're just you're just stating the format of the show but my experience with podcasts like if there's something you want to get to skip 10 minutes ahead 
or like just go to the to part be that you... fair though we do break into tangents like mid podcast i'm pretty yeah. sure every titanic rant came at like the 30 minute mark <laughs> <laughs> we add a little sprinkle <laughs> okay but i would just like to know because first of all i do want to say this is like we we appreciate you we're not trying oh, yeah, to yeah, shit yeah. on anyone oh, no, we, my love God, no. this, uh, we value this three-star review we're taking it personally but in a good way <laughs> and all, all press is good press <laughs> and i just want to know what was it like what what, what made the change <laughs> that's like, the what, part that we what happened that made you so upset <laughs> that you had to delete the review and re-review it because we talked i guess i it was either titanic or the george washington memes in my head because it, it has I to be mean, a season three <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that the same episode, too? It had to have been that. <laughs> I hope not. It had to have been Martha, no. That's tragic. I think there was one episode where we did three tangents, and it was Titanic, uh, French Revolution, and <laughs> one other thing. And I do remember that very Was that clearly. season three? Because it was. It had yeah. to have been. <laughs> yeah, season three, like, we definitely... That was kind of like when we started losing our minds a little bit <laughs> as well. To be fair, though, season three is the most chaotic season. And yeah. it's only fair that Catherine and I reflect that with being our most chaotic selves. We're very dedicated <laughs> to this show. <sighs> I kind of loved it. I loved seeing your journey <laughs> throughout this. I was gaslighting myself. If I hadn't took a screenshot of the first, like, the original review to send to Catherine, I would not I was have, so excited. I would not have believed you. She would have thought that I was dreaming. I would have gaslit myself and <laughs> told myself that it was a dream because I wouldn't have believed myself. Yeah. And then here we are. <laughs> no, I think, uh, I, th <laughs> I just think it's so funny that there was something, some little thing in the season three catalog. <laughs> if you are that person and you're listening, I don't know if you will, because it seems like they only liked season three of the show. I, know. I don't know if they watch any other seasons, but if you're listening to this still, we love you, but please send yeah. us an email at rtopanpaper.gmail.com <laughs> and just let us know what it was. We're just, we're just, we've been speculating and I just want the speculation to stop. I want to know for sure what pushed you over the edge. <laughs> also, I love your honest opinion. Like, good for you. Yeah, thank <laughs> you for being your authentic self. Yeah. <laughs> As we are on this podcast. <laughs> we are only ourselves and we will continue to talk about ourselves. We'd be so boring if all we did was talk about this show. Well, we, like we use it. I feel like we transition into it using it's our just, personal lives. It would be the whole show would be me pressuring you into choosing season five as your favorite season. Just, <laughs> and then there would have been like facts like and then they had breakfast. And then it's just <laughs> you focusing on the clothes and hair. Yeah. <laughs> and then both of us crying at random moments. She's sporting a sort of wet grunge hairdo and she's wearing. And she's wearing a, a sweatshirt, sweatshirt jeans, jeans, and ducks. And ducks. <laughs> Next season, maybe. <laughs> okay. Speaking of, shall we transition? Yes. There is one thing I need to say that it's okay. related to the show. I was online yesterday. There are two things, actually. Are you going to spoil the ending like you tried to do? Oh, my God, you guys. Oh, my God. So, remember, like, two episodes ago when I said that the recoupling 
had gone up against Fleabag for a BAFTA, which is true. I found an article about it and I was like looking through it to make sure there were no spoilers. And I screenshotted just the, the parts that, that Catherine was able to read and I sent them. And then after I sent them, I reread it and the very last line said, who won? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I had to spam Catherine's like texts so that it would go further up so she wouldn't <laughs> read it. But then you were like, you were like, oh, delete it, delete it. And when you delete something, it requires you to like look at it. So I was like, like closing my eyes, trying to delete this image as if it were cursed. Oh, anyway, that wasn't it. So this is actually about season four, Ooh. about our Lord and Savior, Megan Barton Hansen. Yes. I forgot to include this in the Where Are They Nows. This is such a funny story. And I can't believe that I forgot. So at some point after season four aired, I'm not sure what the timeline was exactly because Megan only like revealed that this happened in like the end of last year. And she was asked like, who is your weirdest or funniest celebrity DM or something? Yeah. And she said, so like randomly enough, Scott Disick DM'd me out of nowhere. No. <laughs> what? And, and apparently he had recently met Ayal and become good friends with him, which is funny because now Ayal's current long-term girlfriend is the older sister of Scott DeSick's current girlfriend. Oh, weird. I know. It's all weird. But she shared a screenshot of the DM. His DM said, hey, I recently saw your program Love Island. I had a few questions for you about it. Let me know when you're around to speak about it. And then she responded, hey, you ellipses. What do you want to know? X. And then he said, <laughs> I was recently introduced to a beautiful man named Ayal. When I went to see what he's done on TV, I was astonished by your behavior. To find you mugging him off and taking full advantage of his unbelievably beautiful sense of humor and vulnerability. What? I'm extremely disturbed that anybody could be so disrespectful to somebody for no good reason. I would like to know if you'd be willing to write him an apology. What? And the fact that you told him he wasn't funny when in fact you are not Jim Carrey is <sighs> absurd. <laughs> you heard it here, viewers. Megan Barton Hansen is not Jim Carrey. What? I can't believe I forgot to tell you about that. Um, <gasps> I'm kicking myself so hard. Oh my god. But I am kind of glad that I forgot to tell you because when I went to Google this story, I found something that had just come out yesterday that had to do with an interview that Megan Barton Hansen, Megan and uh, Jack Fincham from season mm -hmm. four have been, they're doing something together. I don't know what it is. It's like some sort of interview Thing or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I didn't look. But they had an interview together and there was a Cosmo article that was posted yesterday about the interview. And it's Megan talking about what happened when she slid into Mora's DMs. <gasps> Sarah! 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 What? Sarah? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this went from like, oh, if we were on the same season, I would totally couple up with her to she tried to do this. Yeah. But Maura notoriously does not read DMs. She said, I know. She said, I think she's stunning. I think she's a powerful, strong woman. I don't she know. <laughs> I don't know if she's bi, but hopefully one day. <laughs> and then Jack <laughs> told Megan he'd put in a good word for her. <laughs> That's my husband. <laughs> but yeah, so apparently she has not responded but as we know 
Mora does not check DMs. Yeah. She's too busy. Too busy. Oh my god. We have to DM Mora and tell her, hey. She's not gonna see them, Catherine. We have to comment. Spam comment. <laughs> the love of your life is out there. Well, speaking of love, let's talk about... <laughs> All right, so we're covering episodes 31 through 36. Yes. Beautiful. Of Love Island, season five. <laughs> In case anyone was unclear. <laughs> <laughs> so you texted me and told me you were going to have a lot to say. Do you want to take control? Like, what do you no. want to do? Okay. <laughs> no, I really don't. Uh, I, there's just so much that this was the hardest. Usually I'm pretty good about like, oh, you know, I'll wait till Saturday to, to talk to Sarah about it. But this was the hardest to not text you and be like, what the fuck? Or like, uh, wait, what are you doing? He's sniffing a rug. Um, <laughs> but this was the hardest not to text you and be like, oh, did this really happen? Because so much, so much went down. So much. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. But so, you have really good like structure and format. And I think if I took over ever, it would just be too much. Thank you. Some people appreciate good structure and format. Well, sorry, what happened? <laughs> It was a callback to when we got bashed in our review. <laughs> Just cut it. I'm over it. I promise. <laughs> Sarah, sweetie. So episode 31 starts with Mora pulling Amy for a chat to tell her about the fact that she has just pulled Curtis and told mm -hmm. him how she feels. Yes. Amy's not happy because Amy thought Mora was pulling her to tell her that Curtis had pulled her to try and crack on. Yes. And so Amy's like, for someone who's such a girl's girl, that's really not something a girl's girl would do. Yeah. And then Mora like gives this like, I think it was bullshit that like Amy didn't like make her feel comfortable in the house. She wouldn't do it to any of the other girls, but it was just because Amy made her uncomfortable and Amy's like, we were friends. <laughs> like, Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it was just like trying to save her her own. It was trying actions. to find justification. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we move on for a second to Tommy planning to ask Molly May to be his girlfriend. Oh my god. Him and Curtis together. Oh my god. Is so funny trying to write this letter to Molly May <laughs> and they're arguing over First of all, they don't have pen and paper. The, so they have to So get, they like, they knock over Every girl's makeup bag. Specifically Molly floor. May's, even though they didn't know it was hers. <laughs> yeah. But they don't have any papers. So they had to find like a paper towel and some eyeliner. Yeah. So they found eyeliner and they're like writing. And he, one of them is like, you write it. And the other one's like, no, you write it. And Curtis goes, I'm dyslexic. And Tommy goes, I didn't finish school. <laughs> <laughs> it was like watching two little cartoon bunnies make any decision. And then Molly comes in, and Curtis runs to the terrace to hide, and Tommy throws himself in a closet. Yeah. And then Molly May is immediately like, why the hell is my makeup on the floor? That's so annoying. And has to spend, like, five minutes cleaning it all up. And then she goes back down, and then they come out of their little hiding spaces. It just occurred to me... Danny walked by when this was happening and she told him what had happened, but he didn't offer to help her clean up. Danny's like, just no thoughts, just vibes. Like Danny is like, <laughs> I think he's like constantly on a cloud. <laughs> Damn. I wish I could be that. <laughs> God, I've seen what you've done for others. <laughs> so while Tommy prepares Ellie belly and this note on the terrace, yes. Curtis runs downstairs to everyone else. And 
uh, I guess Tommy's pulled Molly by this point to bring her upstairs, but Curtis mm-hmm. runs to the kitchen where everyone else is hanging out and tells them what's happening. And he says, I need you guys to make a heart on the lawn right now. And Ovi just goes, can I be the bottom of the heart? <laughs> and he's like, yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> he's the mom of the group. And so this, I don't even know what you would call it, girlfriend promposal <laughs> is the cutest. Oh my God. He says, First of all, when he's walking her up the stairs, she goes, am I in trouble? Yeah. And he goes, no. <laughs> and then he stops her in the dressing room and says, basically, Ellie Belly has something to tell you. And she's like, okay. <laughs> and she walks out and sees Ellie Belly. And she's like, okay. Because she doesn't see the note right away. And he's like, well, pick him up. And she's like, pick him up. And he's like, yeah. And so she goes and picks him up and finds the little note. And it says something along the lines of like, Daddy has uh, left me here in his best interests because he's, I don't know, something, whatever. I don't know. It didn't really make sense. Yeah. But. <laughs> it's like, daddy's going to take it away from, from me now. So listen to him. So, dot, dot, dot. And then he says, I don't know what he said, but it was the cutest thing. I blocked it. I like blacked out. <laughs> and Molly's face, oh her God. mouth is just open and her eyes are so wide. So She's like so excited. Cute. And then he asks, and she says yes. And then they look over the balcony and see everyone in the heart shape. <laughs> can I be the bottom of the heart? <laughs> of course you can. And then afterwards, Jordan comes out of the bathroom and sees Lucy crying. And he comforts her. And you realize she's crying because of Tommy and Molly May together. Mm-hmm. That was tragic. That was sad. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was sad. I like. I liked... <clears throat> I like that Jordan, he knew that it was shitty, like a shitty situation. It went to comfort her. Yeah. That was really sweet. Yeah. A sweet moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it's Anna's birthday. It is Anna's birthday. And <laughs> are we at breakfast yet? Yes. And Jordan makes her this gorgeous little breakfast and says like, happy birthday. And she goes, oh my God, that is the cutest thing. Where's the bread though? <laughs> <laughs> Me at Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> <laughs> And then I don't have anything else until we have Anton and Belle on this goat milking date. Yes. (laughs) I love when they're getting ready for it. And Anton's putting all this gel in his hair. Someone says, like, fucking Jimmy Neutron over here. (laughs) It was so good. And then we're back to Tommy and Molly. And Tommy tells Molly he thinks he loves her. I know. And she says she's saving it for a rainy day. And he goes, a rainy day in Spain. Are you having a laugh? (laughs) I love them. And then Amy and Molly do a birthday song for Anna. That was really cute. Yeah, that was really cute. Like, that must have taken a while. I know, but I like that every season, like, there's always some song that's made for entertainment. Yes, Love Island is the first musical (laughs) love competition reality series. (laughs) But can everyone in the UK do that? I feel like it's, it's not quite a thing in the US to be like... Oh, yes, my friend's birthday. Let's come up with a tune. Like, <laughs> maybe it's a cultural thing. I don't know. It's just so interesting. I like songs. <clears throat> <laughs> no, you're not getting anything from me. <laughs> and then Maura gets a fire pit text. And there's a jumping. Yep. And the bottom three couples are Lucy and George, Jordan and Danny, and Amy and Curtis. And first, Jordan and Danny are dumped. Mm-hmm. And then we find out the Islanders have to dump one of the other couples as well psychotic (laughs) yes and then that leads into 32 where they decide to dump lucy and george yes ovi is devastated because george was his best friend that was heartbreaking to watch because 
Anna's like, we're dumping them. <laughs> no one's going to notice the difference if George is gone. Yeah. That's like her mindset. And then she doesn't understand the effect that it has on Ovi. And Ovi's like crying, sobbing. The, the yeah. subtitles literally say sobbing. Yeah. And then Anna's like sitting there and she just goes, oh my God, is he crying? <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> and Mora really doesn't want Lucy to go. Mora's crying for Lucy, which is funny because mm-hmm. Mora literally would have sent Curtis home in order for Lucy to stay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She loves... <laughs> She loves her bitches. <laughs> girl's girl. <laughs> and then finally in bed, Tommy and Molly may say they love each other. Oh, the oh, angels. So cute. If we talk oh. any more about the episodes, we'll just talk about Tommy and Molly. May. I know. Fan theories. <laughs> so then Amy tells, oh God. Okay. So here's the moment. Here's the moment. Oh, it gets me every fucking time. Is it happening? Where Amy pulls Curtis. It's happening. And you think, like, Amy, what are you doing? Like, Amy, stop dragging this out. Like, don't make this harder yeah. on yourself. Like, I don't know what you're oh. about to do, but stop twisting the knife. Yeah. And she pulls him to the terrace, and she says, don't jump to conclusions about what I'm going to say. And he's like, I'll let you finish. And she starts off this heart-wrenching monologue by kind of saying stuff that makes you think oh no she's gonna like I don't know what she's doing but she's she's saying something to him like I don't this is just not gonna be good for her and then you realize that she is telling him she loves him so she's going to let him go and he won't be happy unless she's not in the villa and so she's gonna leave the villa and she can't get over him unless she's not in the same house as him. Right. And then, oh God, when she talks about the friendship Ugh. and she's like, I want us to be like best, best, best friends. Yeah. But I need to heal first. And when we come out of here, we're going to have the best friendship you've ever seen. It was so hard to watch. Yeah. Curtis is crying. She's crying. Every time this woman says, okay. Yeah. I just want her to be happy. And I respect that she like knew it wasn't going to be the in the villa or like find it in the villa regarding love yeah and she did she also like cared so much for curtis like to the end yeah and she knew she saw ahead and it was so hard to watch but it was like the right thing to do and she knew it and it was so hard did you cry i was i was crying the whole six episodes like (laughs) tears did not stop So next, Amy tells the rest of the villa she's leaving. And everyone is broken. Yeah. Everyone is broken. I'm broken. I'm crying. The sixth time I've watched this, I'm still crying. (laughs) And she gets the clap out of the villa. Yeah. So she leaves to start anew and lick her wounds. Mm -hmm. The people's princess. And we have that great moment of, you know, heartfelt emotion and you know, genuine feelings. Yeah. And then <laughs> that evening, we have to deal with Marvin telling Anton he's attracted to Amber. I know. And he makes Anton role play as Amber. And Anton is so good at it. <laughs> <laughs> he has a very particular set of skills. He's like, you know, I'm really attracted to you. And Anton goes, why though? <laughs> why? <laughs> oh, my next note is Marvin pulls Amber and I want to bury my head in concrete. <laughs> oh it's so hard to watch (laughs) he calls her a damaged door Catherine. i it's really hard not being able to help someone (laughs) and just letting it fester (laughs) it's because we're empaths (laughs) we're such empaths not narcissists at all (laughs) we can be empathic 
Empa- empath- empathetic. Empath- is what's em- is empathic a thing? The fuck is that? <laughs> is that like psychic? <laughs> empathic. It is. Oh wow. Hey, wait. Then what is empathetic? Empathetic is like feeling someone else's feelings. Well, the, okay. Empathetic. Oh wait, no. <laughs> Sarah. It's the same word. What? Wait. Empath. Empath. Empathic is showing an ability to understand and share the feelings of others. Empathetic. Oh my god. Why are people calling me all the time? (laughs) Wait, and then empathetic is the same. What is this? So we're empathetic, empathic narcissists is what we're saying. (laughs) We get both of the words. (laughs) They mean the same thing. Empathic is an older word. First used in 1909, whereas empathetic is from 1932, which is before metal came to be. <laughs> so someone in 1932 was just like, mm, that word's not long <laughs> enough. <laughs> you can use them interchangeably. Good to know. Okay, but empathic to me always means psychic, so I don't know. It's like definitely like the funner word. Mm. <laughs> empathic. Interesting. I remember, like, the day we learned sympathy versus empathy. What a day. <laughs> Let's get back to the show. All I have left for 32 <laughs> is that there's the teaser for Chris and Francesca. I didn't have any thoughts on them right away because there's just so much happening that I was like, I don't have time for you. <laughs> My first instinct, like, the very first time I watched this season, when they came in, I was like, oh, they look great together as, like, yeah. a spy power couple. Mm-hmm. She kind of reminds me of Margaret Qualley. Oh, I could see it. I can see it. Yeah. If Margaret Qualley came on uh, Love Island. I don't want her to do that. She will. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. I know it. Margaret knows it. Andy McDowell knows it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, so 33, Chris and Francesca enter. Mm-hmm. And Amber's talking to all the girls. Yeah. Because of what Marvin has just come up and said. And Amber starts starts crying because she still has feelings for Michael and she just can't move on from that. Yep. And then Chris and Francesca each get two dates. Francesca picks Ovi and Curtis. Chris picks Belle and Mora. Did you have thoughts on those dates? Um, I honestly, Chris has been there for a while. I still, I don't, I forget he's there, like, all the time. And I feel bad. But, like, <laughs> I liked that Ovi got to go on a date. I think he was really, really excited. Mm-hmm. And that was sweet to watch. Yeah. And then Francesca and Curtis and Chris and Mora. I don't... I thought she... I don't know. Maybe I, I watched... I wasn't, like, watching full on. But, like, I didn't think that Francesca and Curtis had this, like, magical connection that everyone knew about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I think... I thought she got along more with Ovi. I think they're too similar in a way. Yeah. Whereas him and Mora are more opposites. Mm Mm-hmm. But even them, I'm just kind of like... Maybe it's because, like, Curtis is secretly a doll (laughs) on a tricycle, (laughs) you know? Uh, I don't know. I saw him and Amy together, but I just don't see either of these two necessarily. Mm. I guess Mora more, but... I don't know. Maybe it's just like, I don't see Curtis with anyone in this villa at the moment. Right. But that's all I had. Okay. Then, my favorite moment of every season, the Dirty Dancers Challenge. Oh my god. When they sit down at the fire pit, the boys, my favorite thing is Tommy's like, I'm excited for the tunes. (laughs) (laughs) I love Tommy 
so much. I don't know a better man. <laughs> so I only wrote down a few things that really stood out to me. Mm -hmm. One is Tommy's face when Molly comes out and he just goes, oh, God. oh dear God. <laughs> <laughs> Get you a man that looks at you the way Tommy looks at Molly when she does literally anything. <laughs> what, I <noti> <laughs> what I noticed this season was like, are men really that like stupefied by just the outfit? Like they didn't even have to dance. They just had to walk out. And all the men were like, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I love a costume. No, I love a costume too. But like, is it really that easy? Like, <laughs> I guess. Apparently. I love Tommy. <laughs> I love that man. My next note is Mora in all caps. Yeah. I was thinking because I was like, oh, maybe Amber will be like the Megan of the season. No. Uh, it, and then Mora came out. <laughs> and um, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> Whoever gave her that perfectly tailored cat suit. Yeah. Props to you. Andy the intern. And then my next note is Ovi in all caps. Oh my god. Yeah. I was broken. <laughs> like, have you seen It Follows? Yeah. You know the first girl in the beginning who's like running from the invisible thing and you can't see it and like there's that one shot scene where she's like running down the street and through the houses and then all of a sudden she's like on the beach and she calls her mom and she's like I love you like goodbye and then like the very next cut it's like a, it's like a drastic cut to the next morning and she's just like a mangled corpse just yeah that's me that was you okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> watching Obi that was me <laughs> Anton knew what he was doing yeah well, because he was also, it. he was a butler in the buff. Oh, right. Which I don't oh, know if that yeah. includes dancing, but I feel like it should. I feel like it was part of the audition process. Like, right. We just want to see you can do it. <laughs> My next note is Toby Dick. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> and my last one is uh curtis in all caps curtis curtis coming out with these like i don't know if this is right but in my head it's like these samba moves but then it was also like mardi gras-esque outfit like yeah. and he knew he was gonna bring a good time yeah <laughs> i loved it it was so good <laughs> Can you imagine if strippers did ballroom? Well, I'm just confused about, I just can't stop thinking about Jordan's. Because was his theme, like, librarian? Like, what was his theme? What was the outfit? I don't remember. I remember he, like, ripped off his, like, pants. But I don't know if it had, like, a particular look. But he's he was the one who was like, what's my, you know, what's your favorite novel? Mine's Moby Dick. And, like, I was like, it's like, stop talking. <laughs> I just don't remember what he was wearing. Okay. I don't think it was a full theme, but I was just like, why did you, why was that your line? I mean, they gave Marvin a cape and that was his theme, so. <laughs> Super Marvin. And the results, Tommy's heart rate was raised the most by Molly May. Chris was raised by Molly May. Jordan by Belle. Michael by Amber. She was so happy. Oh my God. Curtis by Mora. Anton by Francesca. Marvin by Amber. Obi by Joanna. Francesca by Jordan, Joanna's was raised most by Anton, Bell's by Anton, Mora's by Curtis, and then Anna, Amber, and Molly May's heart rates were all raised most by Jordan. Oh my god. And the girls win. Yay. Girls rule, boys rule. 34. Michael <laughs> tells jo Jordan that he knows Amber, and because he knows Amber, he knows that her laughing during the reading of the results for the heart rate challenge was malicious. Mm -hmm. And Jordan's like, I don't think it's malicious. I think she just laughs when she feels awkward. He's like, no, I know her. 
And like, I know when she's laughing and she's, she'll say that like, it's a joke, but she's not joking. And then Amber pulls him to literally apologize. She's like, you know, I figured you, you already knew this, but I just wanted to make it very clear that like, I wasn't laughing at you. It was just like a reflex that I had. And then he says, yeah, I, I know you. And because I, I know you, I knew that you were laughing because it was awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Michael. Michael. My favorite moment is when Amber's going to pull Michael for the apology and she goes to find him in the kitchen and he's talking to Belle and Belle had asked him about one of his tattoos and Michael's <laughs> describing this like character from like a story or something where he's like his dad had his head cut off and uh, that's what this is and Belle just goes <laughs> why'd you get that <laughs> <laughs> I love this show <laughs> and then Maura and Curtis are chatting on the beanbags, I believe. Mm -hmm. And she's talking about the dancing and he's like, yeah, you did really well. And then she was like, maybe it's because you were my teacher. And um, he goes, yeah, I wouldn't go that far. And she's like, no, yeah. but it's because you you taught me. It's You were my teacher. And then she goes, I was a naughty student, wasn't I? And then Curtis just yeah. goes, oh, God, I love a bit of role play. <laughs> so fascinating i know <laughs> this is an alien trying to be human <laughs> curtis joins the cast of roswell <laughs> this is like we sent an alien to watch all the seasons of will and grace <laughs> <laughs> and this is what he's turned into <laughs> it's the best he gave it a shot <laughs> it's also like one of those movies where like you have a like a nobleman from like 1802 who gets trapped in modern day New York and has to figure it out. Like that's like Kate and Leopold. Yeah. Kind of like Kate and Leopold. That actually is the plot of Kate and Leopold, but also like <laughs> a lot of Vanessa Hutchins movies. Um, <laughs> but that kind of vibe of just like, <laughs> right. What could you possibly cook on this fire top inside your kitchen? <laughs> right. And then Michael asks Joanna, Okay, so this is, I'm angry. Yes. So Michael and Joanna are talking and Michael asks Joanna, you know, since all you seem to be thinking about is Amber, like since Amber's been playing on your mind, do you really want this or do you want to be friends with Amber? And Joanna's just like, of course I really want this. What? Yeah. Michael's trying to be like, because you're clearly so concerned about the way Amber feels about me. It seems like you care more about that than you care about this relationship. But she only cares about that because she cares about the relationship. I'm so it's confused. It's like he's like, is he trying to self-sabotage? Like, he like keeps... I guess, yeah, but like purposely. Like he's trying to get out of this relationship with Joanna. He's trying to give Joanna a reason to dump him so he can go back to Amber. Do you think that? I think that. Okay. I like, I don't... He keeps putting words into women's mouths. Because <laughs> every time that he goes to talk to Amber... It's the converse. He's like laughing and yeah. he's like, it seems like he's really enjoying himself. And I don't necessarily see what everyone else says when they keep saying like he doesn't look as happy with Joanna as he does with Amber. Like, I feel like we don't see a lot of that in the edit. But yeah, because the edit purposely shows them just like staring ahead on a bed. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. But I, yeah, he just seems a lot more at ease with Amber. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think he like wants that back and he doesn't know how to 
achieve that. Mm. Then it cuts to Molly Mae eating a popsicle, and she looks like a gecko. <laughs> <laughs> like, her eyes are really wide, and she's kind of staring at one spot on the ground. She's, like, full on, like, in the zone. Yeah. Just, like... Like somewhere in her mind. Imagine if that popsicle was like an extension of her tongue and she's just like shooting that yeah. out, you know? <laughs> she does look like a gecko. <laughs> but like a, in a really pretty way. I don't like I don't mean for that to sound insulting at no, no, all. No, 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 no. Just like the the focus of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying she looks like any, she's just she's stunning. I'm obsessed with her anyway. <laughs> you don't have to defend yourself because we all know you love Molly. <laughs> like, like, anyway. Molly Mae and Tommy are voted into the hideaway, and it's really cute. She wears the maid costume. Yeah. The girls all tell her to. And the next morning... Oh, my God. They wake up, and there's Ugh. some confusion when Tommy uses the word equivalates, and Molly goes, equivalates isn't a word. It's equivalent. And he's like, I'm having a laugh. It's equivalates. <laughs> it's equivalent. <laughs> and then they go back in... And all the girls were, like, Morris, like, asking about his dick, naturally. Like, she's the Samantha of the crew. Right. And and then Molly Mae's like, well, I didn't see it. And then she goes, we just had a kiss and a cuddle. Why are you, why is she, like, Irish? Because I was going for Mora at first, and then I was like, oh, switch to Molly Mae. Okay. <laughs> and it was just really bad. <laughs> and, and You, like, couldn't get out of it. <laughs> and then, uh. Tommy is so sweet about her to the guys because any other guy in there would be like, oh, yeah, mate, look, it was a good time. Like, that's all I'll say. Like, anything like that, I'm sure the guys would say. But, like, he was just like, sometimes, you know, like a, a nice cuddle and just being together, that's that's so much more. Like, it was just so sweet right. to watch. Ugh. I loved it. And then Obi gets a recoupling text. Mm-hmm. And then we have the lad points challenge, which I had no thoughts on. So if you have thoughts, let me know. That was the... I didn't have thoughts on it, evidently, but which one was that? The... They had a lot of different things. One of them was, like, the beer and the kicking the ball and the thing. Oh, yeah, I didn't care. Okay, cool. <laughs> if the girls aren't involved in the challenge, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have three coupling, and Francesca gets to pick first because she's the newest Islander, mm-hmm. and she picks Curtis. Mora is not happy. Not happy. Joanna picks Michael. Anna picks Jordan. Molly Mae picks Tommy, but calls him my Tommy. (laughs) 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 So cute. Belle picks Anton. Amber picks Ovi, which I love. Yeah. Oh, my God. And they had the cutest little, like, I don't even know, like, inside joke or whatever. Like, uh, when she picked him and, like, they did a little, little, like, hand thing. Yeah. And I just love, like... He just has to, like, breathe, and she just starts cracking up. (laughs) I really want them to be a couple, but I know that they, like, see each other as siblings. I know. I'm right there with you. That broke me. Right there. (laughs) When she was like, he's like, he's like an older brother to me. I was like, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) And then Maura picks Chris. So Marvin has to get dumped from the island. Were you expecting her to pick Chris? I knew she wasn't going to pick Marvin. I think that would have just caused a lot of drama. And she had her sights set on Curtis, so she was like, not Marvin. Right. So Chris, who, again, I forgot was there. <laughs> and then Maura's <laughs> crying because she feels bad that she had to send Marvin home. I know. So Marvin literally has to go comfort her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had a good run. And I like that he was like, listen, you brought me here. Like, you gave me two weeks. Like, Yeah. And 35? Yes. Joanna talks to Michael about their future kids, and he, I, I have never seen him look so miserable. <laughs> I, that, I wanted to escape. <laughs> I wanted to escape that conversation. 
And then Jordan, Tommy, and Anton find out that they have to go grocery shopping. Oh, my God. The guys are all making dinner, and they have to go grocery shopping. Yeah. Tommy pretends to know Spanish. <laughs> She's Enta. And Anton calls him out. He's like, Tommy, I thought you spoke Spanish. And he just goes, I do. And he goes, Chisenta, Tommy? <laughs> he goes, it means cheese. <laughs> And then, infamously, Anton gives his number to the shopkeeper. And this is the beginning of the end. <laughs> it's the fatal flaw. Chris and Amber have a chat, which I thought was actually a really cute chat. Like, it wasn't very romantic, but they were, like, kind of getting to know each other. And Amber says that she Aww. went and saw all the Lord of the Rings movies for, like, nine hours before The Hobbit came out. Well, because he tried to, like, pull, like, one of the, like, I'm kind of dorky and you're, like, really popular. And she's like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> know who you're talking to <laughs> and then he asks her if she could be any disney princess who would she be and she's like moana but i don't really do disney princesses and she's like but if i could be any disney character do you know who i'd be and he's like donald duck and she's like no and he's like i don't know who it is but i really want to guess it and she goes i'd be pluto mickey's dog and, was, and he's like, God damn it. So cute. And it reminded me of when I was really little and I went to Disneyland and I was still like the size of being able to be like picked up. Yeah. And Pluto was holding me. Aww. And so I grabbed his tongue in my hand. Because <laughs> it was like, like it was free from the cost. Like it was only attached at the very back to the costume. Yeah. So I like grabbed the tongue and then he took my hand off of it and shook his head at me. <laughs> Damn kid. <laughs> I I love that she was just like whipping out this like fun fact about her. She's like, no, not Donald Duck. You know who I'd be? I'd be Pluto. <laughs> she just is so quick. And then we have Curtis giving Mora a massage. Yep. <laughs> Which does lead to a conversation where Francesca says to Curtis, you know, I know that you, I told you that you could get to know Mora as much as yeah. you want, but like, that's a little bit disrespectful. He's like, I totally understand. And this is at the dinner. Yeah. Um, then Mora talks to him afterwards and she's like, I heard that she brought up the massage. And he was like, yes, I shouldn't have done that. And then she's like, okay, but is it not rubbing it in my face that you're in bed with her every night? And then he's like, okay, well, that's true. I'll sleep on the day bed. And she's like, what? <laughs> the power she has over men. <laughs> I know. And then 36. Mm-hmm. So they're at dinner. Everyone's at dinner and they're couples. Molly asks Tommy for the millionth time what went on at the store because these men are terrible liars oh my god they're so bad at it it was so hard to watch finally uh like molly's like all right were you into her was she into you what happened and then tommy's like nothing happened between me and the shopkeeper he almost like winks it at her too like nothing between me yeah and she's like all right then who like cut the bullshit who tell me what happened right now and he tells her and he's like you know, don't tell anyone, like, whatever. And she's like, okay, cool. So then he gets up. Molly tells Anna. <laughs> immediately. Immediately. Which, which, you know what I will say? This is the one thing that I was kind of, like, annoyed at Molly May for. But I recently watched an interview with her. And she, they had asked her, you know, how involved are the producers? And she's like, you know, not very involved. Like, they do have to craft a storyline. So, like, sometimes things happen. But, like, it's usually really minimal. The one thing that, like, in the edit that I wish would have been explained is that after Tommy told me that, the producer told me I had to go tell Anna. Oh, do you think that's true? 
I think so. Because why okay. else would you, like, stand up to go tell a random, you know what I mean? Like, Did she stand up? Though? She and Anna aren't that close. She goes to Anna's table. Okay. I think. Or does she, like, shout at her? I don't know. I think she, like, I think she, like, I think they're, like, a, they all lean. Oh. I don't know. But either way, she said the producer told her to do it. And it seemed, she didn't seem, like, angry about it. She was just very, like, matter-of-fact about it. And so it didn't seem like a lie to me. Yeah. And, like, she was really good about keeping Tommy's confidence before. So it did seem out of character. Yeah, it did seem out of character. Yeah, okay. But anyway, so she tells Anna. So Anna confronts Jordan and is like, hey, what happened? Like, tell me what went on. He proceeds to get angry at her and gaslight her, telling her that she's being ridiculous nothing went on even though she already knows so she's like great so you're lying to me you just don't trust me and he's like what are you talking about and it's this awful game of telephone but i also like it's i don't know like i don't think he handled it well but it's also like he clearly doesn't want to tell you something that's not his business yeah but then you should just but then you should just say that you should say it's not my business i don't want to talk about it you shouldn't gaslight i know the person you're dating but again, he is 15. Right. So then it gets back to Anton in the kitchen. And Anton's like, oh, shit, I guess I have to talk to Belle. And he sits back at the table with Belle. And he <laughs> starts to, like, laugh and tries to play it up as, like, the funniest thing happened. There's something I should tell you. And, like, the funniest thing happened at the shop. She's like, oh, my stomach just went over when you said that. And she's like, it's... just say it. Just tell me what it is. <laughs> And then she, he thought she was going to, like, go off, but she takes it really well. She's like, okay, and what have we learned from this? To not be a, and he goes, dick. And she goes, yeah. (laughs) It is interesting that she take, I was very kind of confused. We'll get into it. Mm. By her, by her arc. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the very next thing that I have is the snog Mary Pie, where Anton snogs Anna and says that it's because she's the best kisser in the villa. And then tries to propose to Belle. Belle is not happy about it. Yeah. And uh, that blows up later. It, yeah. I didn't understand. Did I miss something in between the shopkeeper and the challenge? I don't think so. Okay. That's where I started getting confused. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> I'm sure it's a thing where she's been like cheated on in the past. Okay. And so I'm sure she was like, cause she had said to the girls, like one of the things I loved about Anton was his banter. And so I think that really was just banter. Yeah. Like that's not something I would put up with on the outside, but clearly nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Whereas like if he was so quick to kiss someone else in the villa, like how would that translate on the outside? Maybe was her thought process. Yeah. Like I think it's just loyalty is a big thing for her she does she gives me a, i don't think she's an earth sign but she does give me earth sign energy mm-hmm. and i think that security seems to be a big thing for her yeah so i think that like him being so careless to do that when all the other guys were kissing girls on the cheek instead uh, yeah and saying that it's because they're a good friend you know yeah anton does not have the social graces to pick up on that as well like right <laughs> That leads us into the island club where they proceed to get into a bigger blowout fight. Yeah. And the most iconic line when Belle turns to him and says, you're bullshit. Oh, it was rough. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think about it? (laughs) I'm a little bit bothered for multiple reasons. One is I think Belle 
could have explained to Anton privately, yeah, you know, after this dog Mary Pie, why that upset her. And I think he would have been receptive to that. But at the same time, it bothered me a lot that Anton was very concerned with other people. Not even just that, but he was like basically saying, you embarrassed me, you made a fool out of me. And he had no recognition for how he made her feel when he did that. Mm -hmm. Do you not realize that's exactly what you did to her? Yeah, I agree. It was frustrating to watch on both sides. (laughs) Right. And then, of course, Flack is back. Flack is back with some plans. <laughs> yeah. So she says the public have been voting for the favorite couple. And the bottom two couples happen to be Michael and Joanna and Jordan and Anna. And we find out the Islanders have to save one couple. And they save Anna and Jordan. <laughs> and then Flack says... Michael and Joanna come stand on either side of me. You have been voted out of the island, which means that you cannot remain on the island as a couple. And that's where it ends. (sighs) She's done it again. (laughs) Which is, I love, you know, I just, what I love the most about this is that it's so clear the producers just want to split them up to get Amber back in there because they've only done this for a compatibility vote before. They've never done this just out of the blue. Yeah. <laughs> but they definitely wanted to like try they to were, keep something happening. They were tired. <laughs> they were they were like, it is not going to our plan. They are the fates of Hercules. <laughs> but yeah, I'm incredibly, incredibly... I... Uh, <laughs> I'm so invested and I want to know what happened to Amy and I want to know if she's okay and if she's happy and doing her best. I think she's, as of what I know about her, I think she's living a great life. Okay. Uh, we didn't really even talk about Danny leaving. They Honestly, I felt like it was kind of messed up because they really didn't give Danny and Jordan any screen time. They really didn't. But I also love that, like, Danny was so chill when, when he got uh, kicked out. Like, I mean, I think he, like, finally found someone yeah. that he was excited was about. Yeah. And I really like Jordan, too. Uh, but just, like, the reaction was just like, oh, it's us. All right. Let's head out, babe. <laughs> like, they were both just too chill for the villa. Yeah. <laughs> it was their time. Yeah. And then there was one part, I think it was right before the last recouple, or the last vote. Maybe it was before the recoupling. Wherever, like, Ovi's, like, making breakfast... Do you remember that? Oh, my God. When he's like, <laughs> we're out of butter. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to make some eggs. He's like singing to himself. Oh, he's making eggs. Yeah. And then like, oh, fuck. Who is it? Is it Curtis? Someone comes up to him and was like, you nervous about tonight? And he's just like, oh, he is eating eggs. And he's got sunglasses on. He is chilling. <laughs> I love him. I know. Oh, he's going to play a big part in our 30 flirty thriving clubhouse (laughs) should we just book him should we just (laughs) we'll use our funds (laughs) all right well that's all i got for you (laughs) well that's it kids (laughs) what a week what an absolute week i understand why everyone like comments and like dms us that they can't wait for five I hope we're not disappointing them. We because... got we have the most viewership we've ever had during this season, especially in the last week. <laughs> really? Yeah. 
Wow. Interesting. Yeah, people were waiting for that Casa more return. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But hey, if you guys who are super invested in season five want to talk to us about it, yeah. you can always send us an email at rtypeonpaper at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at rtypeonpaper. You can follow us on TikTok at rtypeonpaperpod. And if you want to rate us in the podcast app, you can. Yeah. Should you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but you can. Sarah. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> Sarah. I just want to know if it was the George Washington memes of the Titanic. Just someone tell me. Of course it was the George Washington memes and Titanic. Of course Martha, it was. No. <laughs> Unless it was about like our, like, opinions on dating. Is it because I fangirled over Chris too hard? <laughs> I just want to know where my shortcomings were. Is it because we talked about our zodiac signs? I'm like, Amy, I just want a constructive feedback. I just want the <laughs> list of answers. <laughs> uh, our organized queen. Uh, whatever. Rate us if you want. <laughs> and then <laughs> if you want to support the podcast, if you're having a good time, you can do so. You can go to our link tree, which you can find in our Instagram or TikTok bios. And the first link says donate exclamation point. You can become a monthly supporter or a one-time supporter. Anything is super helpful. We really appreciate you guys that have supported thus far. And um, I think that's it. I concur. <laughs> I also believe that is it. Yay. Aww. Thus the fates have tricked us again and we have to say goodbye. <laughs> Aww. Alright, Sarah. Alright. This is it. I'm leaving. I'm leaving you. <laughs> Never to be heard from again. <laughs> this, this is it. This is, this is where we end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, end of Woody's roundup. <laughs> Ends on a cliffhanger. Mid-season five, the most popular season. <laughs> I can't even joke about it because I know you'll be stressed about it for, like, an entire week. <laughs> oh, it's just about what? Like, <laughs> oh, we joked about the podcast, Denny. Does she really want it to end? <laughs> oh, no. I know you don't. I, really I know don't. you're really invested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you hooked me. I know. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye, Catherine. Bye, Sarah. I love you. I miss you. I love you. I miss you. Bye, viewers. I love you and miss you, too. Most of you. Sarah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>